song we have just sung, I have heard it all my life. I uh, don't think I can carry a tune for one sentence of it, but when I'm by myself, this is one of those songs that the bugs have to hear. I love and know that we must have Jesus to hold our hand. Praise the Lord. We welcome everyone today. Brother Harold is going to come, and he is going to extend a lot of important announcements to you, I say, and we want you to be blessed by the activities of this church this week. Yes, as Pastor said, we do have a few upcoming events that we need to uh, make mention of. Um, if you have not signed up and you can volunteer for uh, next Saturday's um, Trunk or Treat, uh, there's a sign-up sheet there in the back if you want to volunteer. And uh, there's some things um, as far as candy and decorating your trunk, or if you want to volunteer to help us with some games and food and different things going on. It's going to be from 2 to 4 p.m., so uh, if you're volunteering to help, if you could be here around 1230 or so um, and uh, get whatever you need done, if you get, need to set up your car, do that. Or um, if you don't have anything to do, then you can come help us set up some of the other things. But uh, so it'll be a fun, busy day, I'm sure. Hopefully we'll have good weather. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, come and uh, help us with that. that. That last year, I think, was the first trunk or treat we did, and it was quite bigger than we expected <laughs> as far as people. Uh, a lot of people were out and about, so it was a great, great event. So um, help us with that if you can. If you have any questions, let us know. But uh, other than that, we need to mention uh, there'll be a uh, business conference after Sunday service next Sunday. So if you want to stay for that, that'll be happening right after the service. And then there's a ladies event happening, and I think you need to speak on that. Yeah, so we usually have our ladies meeting on the first Saturday, um, but uh, we, I've talked to a few of the ladies, and they seem to like this idea. So we're going to do um, Pleasant Valley Baptist Church with some other churches in the Northland is doing a women's night of worship on November 5th, which is Friday um, night from 630 to 830. It is free as far as I can tell. We just have to register the number of people coming. So um, if that is something you are interested in doing, I think we're going to do that instead of our Saturday meeting. So Friday November 5th, 6.30 to 8.30. Um, if you're interested in doing that, could you raise your hand? I think Glenn and Vicki might be the only two not on the list to some of the other people. Because we talked about it before Sunday school. Amber. Make sure Amber's on there. So, and if you find out someone else is interested in going, just let me know. Because, like I said, I just need to register for the number of tickets. And um, we'll get more information out on carpooling or whatever people want to do for that. So, all right. All right. Did you get George and Joe? I think they had their hands up too. No? No? You didn't get them? All right. All right. I, I think that's all we got for announcements. Um, I need your help with something, though. All right. We have a young man in this church who done slept through multiple alarms today, missed Sunday school, and he's still not here to run our live stream. So after church, if he's here, he's supposed to be on his way. You give him a hard time, all right? <laughs> give him a hard time. So it's the first time in years he's missed alarms, but he slept right through some today. So we're going to give him a hard time.
So if you can do that, I'll appreciate it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true, isn't it? <laughs> it was Jude. It was Jude. So, yeah. Yeah, so give him a hard time if he makes it in here later. But if you would, let's all stand. We'll uh, have prayer this morning. We'll pray for Jude, too. No. <laughs> Any other requests that anyone has, you can make them known. I know we got a few uh, out of town um, still. Bob and Molly went out of town this weekend as well. Remember them. Uh, yeah, Craig. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's remember that. Remember the man in prayer as well. Is there any other needs? Requests anybody has? Remember Tommy? Yeah. Cheryl. Okay. Yeah, she's um, still fighting sickness. So remember her. Is there another hand? No. All right. Okay, let's all pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord, just uh, thanking you again for this this day, God, this opportunity to meet here today and to um, gather in your presence here. We're praying that your will be done this morning, God, that you know each request, each heart, each need, God, those that are uh, still out of town and traveling, Lord, we're just asking that you would watch over them, continue to be with them. couple ushers come up. We'll take up this morning's offering. It's fourth Sunday. It's a, a bus ministry offering this morning. So everything you give um, will go towards that. And if you need it to go somewhere else, just mark it on the check or the envelope. If you're watching online and you want to give, there's a give button on there as well. But uh, let's pray again. God, we thank you again, Lord, for um, opportunity today and to give here in this offering. God, we just ask that you'll bless it, Lord, that you will um, multiply it, God, that you will be with the bus ministry, Lord God, and, and uh, we're praying your direction over it, God, and that you would uh, lead us um, to make good decisions, God, and to use things wisely, Lord, and God, we're, we're praying for a bus ministry to start up again, God, and, um, and to have 
have a need for it, Lord, and to be able to reach out and uh, be the witnesses you want us to be, God. In your name, amen.
What did I do wrong? Anyway, I said a rose among thorns, and uh, they didn't—they acted like they didn't hear me. So I just wanted to repeat that. Thank the Lord, as I heard two or three different times in the Sunday school class that is held up here uh, by way of testimonies. For the rain. And uh, I am glad that the warmer temperatures, which I don't want to see get too warm, uh, have came back in our neighborhood as well. And I am very conscious of the fact that our neighborhood is an important place. You that follow the weather trends and have the radars and forecasts on your iPhones and tablets and watch the trends of weather uh, very closely. I do. 
occasionally I get carried away and I move that browser, I believe it's called, and pull up my neighborhood. And uh, I see that by doing that, I still have a roof on top of the place that I live. And that's comforting. And uh, still have a few ponds or little lakes out in our area. And I like that, to know that they're still in the same spot. One day my son told me, he said, you know, Dad, that those pictures are months old. They're not what it is right now. But uh, after rationalizing that bit of information, I was still happy to see that the ponds and the little lakes are still where they are supposed to be. And I'm happy about my address. It is an address that is very important for my wife and I, as your address is very important. You know where you live, something happens to you, they know where to take you. And I thank the Lord that we, most of us, have an address. We realize that there are a lot of people in this world that do not have addresses, that they live in the homeless circumstance. But there is an address that I am talking about today that you and I are going to live in the same place. I suppose we're going to eat the same food And I suppose that we're going to walk on the same streets. And that, of course, is that place that is beyond this earthly domain that we occupy. It goes without saying that they that do not make themselves ready for this heavenly journey, they obviously have another place that, according to the Bible, is being prepared for them as the children of God are having an address prepared for them, for us. It's a place, as you see the title on my subject today. This is the second Sunday that I have presented a message concerning our address, our heavenly address. felt very impressed along these lines because we want to get, we just want to get everything where we're not going to miss this move. We want to make that move. In Revelations chapter 14, And I'm reading from the King James Version, 13th verse. The scripture says to John Revelator, John the disciple, we call him John the Revelator because he wrote basically all of the book of Revelations. It is said that he heard a voice from heaven And this voice from heaven said, write, get the pencil or the pen out, whatever you're using, whatever they used. And this is what he was to write. 
Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Now we have used this scripture many times, especially in funerals. But it's a scripture today to you, and it's not your funeral. Good deal. John, it is important to note that what he was told to write came as a voice, as a voice from heaven. It is talking about the end time, beyond the end time in the book of Revelations. And this particular voice is a voice of encouragement to children of God all over the world at all times in the window time frame of the world. This encompasses all of it, all that we've ever seen or heard of or will experience. And to know that death is not a sad indictment. Now, I, I will tell you that death is not something that most people look forward to. Some people don't mind the thoughts of it, but, and it's usually something that is, uh, strikes the, the sorrowful chords, the, the vibrations of the heart, soul, mind usually are very well stressed out when a loved one passes away. This I understand. This is also understood from the Word of God. But John wanted his the people of the Lord to understand that when a person dies in the Lord, they are blessed. And there is something that happens for them that was not happening here in this world. They could have been sick. They could have had a lot of tragedies in their life at that point. There could have been a lot of disappointments. There could have been a lot of uh, economic disappointments. It just could have been everything. And so he is saying to those type of people, you're blessed when you die in the Lord. Now then, you can go to the Lord, be with the Lord, rest from your labors, and everything you've done for the Lord, all the suffering, all the sorrow, it will follow you. Now then, share these thoughts with you. It is not only the place where we will rest from our labors. It will be the place where we will be freed from all of our trials. That is a beautiful thing. It is a place where we will be finally and completely healed of every sickness. 
That is a blessing right there. To know that there is no longer going to be any suffering. There is no longer going to be a headache, heartache, bellyache. Well, yes, that's, that happens too here in this life. Going to be free from all of that. Indeed, it will be a place of sunshine and gladness and life never ending. G.E. Hawkins Ministries.com, uh, which I read from time to time, had a story in its contents this week about a man who had went to, I believe he said the name of the store was Target, and uh, there is one with that name. And it was a busy time, and he was waiting a long time in the line to check out with his, whatever he had to check out with. And ahead of him was a boy, a little boy and girl. The boy was slightly older, and it was very obvious that he had a little wad of money and was waiting to pay for the gift that uh, his little sister was holding in her hand. And as they got to the place to check out, the little girl placed the gift upon the uh, counter. And it was a gift for her mother, the man understood. And it was a pair of shiny house slippers, house shoes. And as she put them there with a big smile on her face, the clerk ran up the total on the machine, and it came to $2 more than what the little boy had. And so he took the house shoes and handed them over to the lady at the calculator. And a little tear streamed down his face. But he's a big boy, big brother. And his sister says, isn't there some way? She's just crying and pleading that we can take them. Mama needs these because it'll look so good on her when she's seeing Jesus. And the man behind them that has related the story that G.E. Hawkins has related that I've read, he asked how much more money it takes, and it was like $2 and something. And he just reached in his pocket and handed the clerk that amount of money. And they were so happy, of course, about getting them. And as they went on, he checked out, and they were still in the vicinity there, and he, he walked over to them, and when they seen him come, they thanked him, and he said, I heard you say that your mother would look so good in these shoes when she says, Jesus, can you tell me what you're talking about? And a little girl spoke up, 
And she says, the doctor has told us that Mama is getting ready to die. And we learned in church that heaven is a place that's got golden, shiny streets. And we'd seen these shiny house shoes, and we knew that Mama would look so good walking on the streets of gold in these shiny house shoes. The man, of course, was so very pleased that he had been able to hear the story, to be behind them in the line, and his thought was, I am so glad that these children had learned in church that there was a place that Mama could go and rest from her labors and have shoes that would look good on the streets of gold. How much of that, we do not understand. But we do understand that there is a place of sunshine and gladness and life never ending where you and I can rest from all the difficulties that there have been here in this world. It's a place that has a real address. It's interesting about this address. Jesus came from heaven, that address. John chapter 6, verse 38 says, His words, he said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. You and I in this congregation today, we can be very grateful that there is a verse of scripture that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And on his trip down to this earth to be born a man, a woman, he gave his life as he came into this world through ministry, through the many works that the Bible records. And it, we find that in giving his life, that after giving his life, Peter records some words that told us that he went back where he had came from. Peter described it in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. He went back to heaven, and he's on the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. And we know from other scriptures that he's preparing a place for his people. And we know from other scriptures that he's coming, returning again. That where he is, we may be also. One of the greatest scriptures, and oh my goodness, we preachers and teachers and congregation participants have been so blessed when the scriptures are read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 that the Lord is going to come back from that address, that he's making an address for us, and that he shall descend from heaven with a shout, 
with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ arise first. I know that I am not presenting any scriptural revelations to anyone here today. I know that I am not unveiling truths that you have not heard of. But there is one thing I hope that is coming through, that none of this is humdrum, but rather it's a thing of anticipation, a thing of hope that you and I have in this old world that we live in. We have hope. That is not something you see on the news very often. We have joy and peace coming our way. That's not something you see on the news very often. And we have a time in which we will go unto the Lord. And he will be able to say, you're able now to rest from your labors. Don't worry about it. There won't be no more pain, no more agony, no more tears. That's not something we hear on the news either. But Jesus is coming again. I don't know that I've ever heard that phrase on a news program. But I tell you something, there is a book called the Bible, the Word of God, that makes that pronouncement to a lost and dying world. Hey world, Jesus is coming again. It is a promise that we can depend on. It is a promise that is going to be true and fulfilled. I cannot say when. In the men's meeting last night, Brother Nagel and I were talking, well, there was a thousand things we talked about from A to Z, you name it, we covered it. But one of the things that we talked about was the fact that sometimes preachers make a mistake by saying a certain time that the Lord is going to come, giving people the idea that it's going to be t- today, tomorrow, or next week. And of course, this is a mistake because we do not know, according to the Bible, what day, what time that the Lord is going to return. What we do know is He is going to return and that He is coming to receive his people that have prepared for themselves to come unto him. And in 1 Peter, again, chapter 3, verse 5, we have the promise explained by the Holy Spirit of God to the man Peter who wrote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I want to stop just for a moment or two here with a phrase that is in this scripture that I know myself, I don't often make reference to it, but I feel like it's important to make reference to it in view of the tone of some of the things I have said this morning. And that phrase is begotten 
us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is important to note that this particular part of the verse is saying to mankind that you need to understand there is nothing sorrowful nor despondent or distressing about being a child of God, that Jesus is lost and gone forever, because as he died, he shall live again. And as he went into heaven, he is coming back again. And Peter summed it up this way by saying, a lively hope. Isn't that wonderful? Nothing to dread, nothing to fear. We have the hope that Jesus is coming and will fulfill his promise to us. And what is his promise? What is that promise? To an inheritance, verse 4, incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. You talking about a guarantee. You talking about a warranty. You talking about something that is good as anything that man could even possibly imagine and better. It is a new address. It is that address reserved, promised, and waiting for us. And how is it going to be? Verse 5, it is kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in his time, not man's time, but in the last time. This is a new heaven, a whole new universe of stars and galaxies. I, I, I'm sometimes amused, and sometimes I'm probably bemused, when I read about a new galaxy has been explored, and they talk about how that there is things beyond what we know, and it is light years away, and so on and so forth. And I don't really care about that stuff. I read it sometimes. Sometimes I, oh well, next page please. And we hear these things. But let me tell you something. I know the man who knows, who knows what it is all about. And I know that there is a place. It's a universe. It is a mansion. It is a home that has been created by his hands. And he's preparing it for us to live there. I know that there's going to be a new earth. Don't understand it. Talk about where your tax dollars go. One day this whole earth is going to be replaced. What then? You won't want them back. You really won't. But you'll want what the Lord has prepared. It'll be fresh. It'll be unmarked by sin. And it will be blessed where we are headed to with streets of gold, foundations of precious stones, gates of pearl. 
Oh my goodness, you're talking about old Pentecostal ladies and men who want to wear jewelry. You're going to be walking and watering in it one day. Your heart will be so blessed and so on. And I hope some of you have to uh, have to clean some of it, but of course that won't be possible either. It'll be taken care of. Don't worry about it. Anything, everything, mankind can imagine. I love what Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 6 says. This again, it's the words of John. He said, I saw a new heaven, a new earth. We're talking about another address now. And he's seen some of it. He said, a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more seas. And then he said, I seen a holy city coming down. And it was Jerusalem, a new Jerusalem. Coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You want to tell me what that all is all about? Well, wait a minute. You, you go and tell somebody else. Maybe they'll take time for you. I don't understand. I really don't. I just, it, it's just something beyond man's comprehension. And John, as he was writing these words of the things that he seen and was told to write, he had this glorious testimony from his heart and he wrote it down. Verse 3, he said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. What is that lively hope? Him being resurrected and coming again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And here again, the words of Peter, as he had said them, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed when? Oh, I know, just tune in tomorrow and I'm going to give you the day Date and time, that's not what the Word says, that it'll be available to look at, to experience, and be revealed in the last times. We don't know the when. We just know we want to be ready for that new address. And he said unto me, it is done. And the voice from heaven The voice from heaven said, I'm Alpha and Omega. And then, instead of having to look it up, all you have to do is read a little bit farther. It says, I'm the beginning and the end. And I, the Lord, will give unto him that a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Isn't it good to know Isn't it important to understand that every broken heart will be healed? Isn't that wonderful? 
Death will be forbidden. There's no, not going to be any more disappointments from this flesh. Sorrow will be unknown. Suffering will be no more. We're talking about what is going to happen at the new address that we're happening. That is happening for you and I. My question to us as we come to the end of this service today, will it be your address? Will it be your address? In Revelations chapter 21 and verse 27, here is what it says about those that have that address down whether or not it's going to be yours, listen carefully to what the Word says. That concerning this address, it says, there will in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. That is what cannot go there. Anything that is not of the Lord, anything that does not have the blood of Jesus Christ upon it. And then John the Revelator concluded this verse by saying, They which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I want my name to be there as long as I live, and I don't know how it'll be when I check out to check in, but if I can imagine for just a moment, it would not make me offended in any way that I hear a voice say, Charles Clifton Winchester, Jr. <clears throat> Why did your parents give you such a long name, son? I don't know. But then to say, your name is here, come on in. Thank the Lord for that. I don't know how it will all come down to go up, to go on for eternity. But I do know that this scripture, I believe the Bible, I believe you need to make sure that you understand this portion of the Bible as well. That no one is going to go to this new address. You're not going to get there if there's anything that defiles, if anything works abomination, or if anything is a lie being covered up unless your name is written down in the book of life. Lord, help us to be prepared. I'm not going to ask you to stand this morning. I just remain seated here for a few moments. It's, it's not often simply because of the nature of our congregation make up where it appears that so many are children of God and we're grateful for the children of God that gather here on Sunday mornings.
However, sometimes there may be something in your life or your heart that you feel like could be something that would keep you from going over there to be with the Lord to that new address. I do not want to walk past that and cause somebody to think that, well, the preacher doesn't know, so it really don't matter. It really does not matter if the preacher knows or does not know. What it is, is between you and the Lord. The Lord knows the very thoughts and intents of your heart. I am going to pray, and I'm not going to pray the sinner's prayer, but I want you in your own way, I want you to pray. I'm going to pray for you. I'll probably be praying for myself as well. But if there is something in your heart, in your life, that you need to make it right, the Lord is right here to hear you. He's ready to take care of you. You and the Lord. I'm not the person. The Lord is the person that you go to. This is a beautiful feeling that is here in our audience here this morning. And I I trust it's reaching out online as well. Wherever you're at, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming to you in front of this congregation and all that may be hearing me in any other medium. I pray, God, right now, that we will take the words from the Scripture and we will look at these words and realize that you not only gave your life, not only were you crucified by giving your life and buried, but you also arose again. You ascended unto heaven. And that you are preparing a place for men and women that are going to know firsthand one day what it's like to leave this world. And what we want everyone to know, what we want everyone to experience, is that we want to know that our names are written down, as John the Revelator so so described in the Lamb's Book of Life. For Lord, we want to enjoy the beauty, the sunshine. We want to enjoy the eternal rest from our labors, from difficulties in this life, the pain, the disappointments. Lord, we want you to be our Savior, not only today, but our Savior all the way through this life and into the next life. God, touch each man, each woman, each person here today. Touch us all, Lord. Oh God, whatever there is that could be standing in anybody's way, 
Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I not only pray for myself, but I pray for everyone here today that you will touch and bless and remove anything that is an abomination, that is a blemish, that is a tarnish to keep us from going to be with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to ask Sister Glenda Carr to stand and to bring this service to the close in the spirit of the fact that you, Lord, will never close us out. But, Lord, we must understand that time will end and eternity will begin. Father, in Jesus' name I have prayed. Sister Glenda. Thank <laughs> you.